The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ian Khan is in first place in a tight race with Jason Collette in the XFL Experts League. He's got a great team going in the NFBC main event. We talk every year anyhow. It's a good time to check in with him here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here uh, with the awesome Ian Khan, who has been here many, many times on this uh, this channel. Here is he he's with uh, James Anderson early in the spring. Uh, you may know him from the podcast he did at the Athletic, or if you are a fan of the show, you know Turn. He was played a big role in that and many other fine acting roles. Ian, thank you for coming on today. How are you? Uh, Jeff, I'm I'm doing well. You know, it's it's uh, the the last podcast I did was the one that I did with James right before the season, and then yesterday uh, I saw that my old partner Derek Van Riper was on a show with James. And I listened to it and I, I have not had the opportunity to listen to as many shows this year. And mm -hmm. it gave me, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? It's been, a, it's been a minute since I've uh, shared some fantasy baseball thoughts and hearing, you know, talk about under the radar and great times that I used to have with uh, Nando DeFino and with Derek Van Riper. I was like, ah, oh, I kind of missed doing it. And then you texted me this morning, like, or late last night, but I didn't see it till this morning. And I was like, screw it. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, we're both in XFL, which is a fantastic league. We draft in November at the First Pitch Arizona Conference. It's been a long-running, like a hybrid between a dynasty and a keeper league. There is a yeah. salary component. There is some escalation on that. So, And there's a limit on our keepers of 15 per year, so I kind of like that. Um, mm. And you've had this nice buildup. You and Steve Gardner together have built this team together. We've made many, many trades over the years. I never quite could get over the hump. You tried to put me over the hump and I just could I kept on falling short. I'd finished second and third quite often. I'm going to finish fourth this year probably. You're in first team. You're in a first with a tight race with Jason Collette. Uh fun race right now. What who's who are you like sweating the most in this race? Well, uh, I just want to say that later we're going to talk about all of my terrible teams, the teams that are doing so badly and that I can point to how how poorly I have played. Um, in this particular league, which is going decently well uh, right now, um, it's a it's a challenging league and a wonderful league with great players. Uh, Jason is been sort of battling it out. He took over Don Drucker's team last year. Yep. Um, and 
he's been great and he's a really great player and has done a, a phenomenal job. Also, I think Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell's team is still kind of waiting in the weeds. Yeah, they're still bit. on the hunt. I don't they're mean to diminish the their work for sure. No, no, they're still on the hunt. And your team was is is quite excellent. I think you ran into some injury pitching problems that yep. kind of hurt you. Um, but those were the four teams. I mean, but also Doug Dennis's team and Jeff Winnick's team coming into the season, Brian Walton's team. There are a lot of good teams in this league. Uh, I don't know. I think we're, we're just hoping that we can hold on right now. And Steve is my partner and, uh, you know, he's had a really challenging year. So in so many ways with the loss of his uh, wife that uh, I like of all the leagues, like I want to win this one like, yeah. because for Steve, I just, I just, and for, you know, for myself as well, but yeah, so I'm I'm sweating it out for sure. You you coordinated a big effort to get a lot of people to the funeral and to help him out a little bit there. We uh, did did some fun stuff there uh, to to kind of make things hopefully make things a little easier on him. So uh, yeah, it, it, he's it just one be, of the best guys. I mean, he's just he one of the 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 nicest men, not just in fantasy baseball but just in life. And I'm just grateful to have him as a friend. Yeah, and, he he's a phenomenal guy. Um, totally. Uh, so. Uh, let, let's take a look at, at this race, some of the details in it there. I'll say one thing about my team and we'll move on after that. No more. I have a Vlad Guerrero problem. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a significant portion of my team and, you know, I, I bank on, you know, he's, he, you know, I need my studs that I especially have at these great contracts to be studs and he's been fine. He's got a three forty OBP. He's got 21 homers, you know, I need Vlad Guerrero to have like 35 homers, 375, you know, 100 RBI, 85 runs. He's not going to get to any of those marks this year. No, I don't. And I don't quite understand it uh, myself. Uh, it seems that he will see how he comes into next year. I think I've seen some places where he's going third round or fourth round. Um I think that's pretty interesting for next year uh, because he, he seems to, you know, I, I like to look at the off season of people and like how they're thinking about their coming into next year. Um, so I, I think he's a, I, I, he's not somebody to trade. I don't think in the no. off season. Right. I mean, well, he's I mean they, I'm not going to get full value for him. And that's for sure. I mean, he's got yeah. a phenomenal contract. He he'll be 16 with a plus three escalator. That's, that's still, you know, it's an, it's an obvious keep and it, it should be an attractive property, but, you know, you know, you build your team around like Vlad and Soto and Bryce Harper, who I you know, I had that, you know, that I was actually fortunate that he came back quicker than expected. But, you know, mm -hmm. I need those guys to be the pillars of my team so that, you know, my fill-ins can work in pretty well. I mean, I got some things really right. I got a cheap Cody Bellinger. Who, who's you did. Amazing. Um, What'd you get? Nine bucks? Am I nine right? Bucks was him. Nine yeah. bucks? That's yeah. how I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was that's how uh, he's been. I, I remember watching over the course of the season and being like, Hey, can I trade for, can we trade for Cody Bellinger? And I was like, just not trading Cody Bellinger, you know, because you were, you were really in it until the last, I would say three, four weeks ago. Yeah. I was making trades where... right up to the deadline to try to go for it there. Um, yeah. And the, the, the problem is when you do that, obviously you're, you're tying your hands for the future a little bit there and we'll see mm -hmm. what happens uh, in the off season. It'll be an interesting off season for me. I'm, I'm not going to go full angels. No one, no one should ever go full angels, but uh, you know. <laughs> uh, angels, man. Fortunately, no one can fire me like the Red Sox just fired Heim Bloom. Uh, so they fired Heim Bloom. Yes. Yeah. Just wow. today. Wow. Okay. I don't see that. I, I thought that was, I thought that was kind of rude. I mean, cruel because I mean, his hands were tied 
They made him totally. do a Mookie Betts trade. Let's face it. No one, no one willingly trades away a pillar of the franchise like that. Um, they, they're the ones that stayed silent at the trade deadline. It's not there. I mean, maybe, you know, he, you could, t- he, he gets some blame for Trevor story uh, and Chris sale. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, that, that was really bad luck with Trevor story. Um, yeah. That's really bad luck and really bad luck with Chris sale who continues to, unfortunately disappoint i I, yeah i've always finally we finally rob and i finally took him out of our lineup this past week where it was like uh, in 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 the uh in the nfbc and in another league that we share rob Mm -hmm. mershak who's my partner in many leagues um because it was just like it's not it's not gonna work player yep yeah rob's great player and an even better guy or equally good guy he's a really good player yeah uh yeah oh no chris sale is part of my al labor disaster of of a season i actually looked at it last night because i have i have had you know things have changed since i don't do the podcast anymore where i'm not quite as obsessed with the game as i've been in the past right because i had to prep for top 400 for dynasty leagues and i was constantly looking at rookies and and doing other things i still enjoy watching the game and reading bot scores and thinking about the game but it's not that same intensity of engagement but i look back at my al labor team and i was like why am i in last place why have i been in last place steve gardner larry schecter and myself are going to be fighting it out for the bottom and i'm quite certain it's going to be me and so i was thinking back to that draft last night um and you know why i'm in last place because i played terribly <laughs> i drafted terribly so i, I was, know that sir i know that story um <laughs> oh man well, I'll tell think you about my... the track record you larry and steve have won so many expert leagues over the years and you're battling it out for the bottom it, sh- it shows oh. it can happen do you oh, think there's man. something about this season that made this happen no, I think I just did a really bad job. And I think that the ideas that I had about the players that I wanted to get behind, I was sure that Mike Trout was going to be a difference maker this year. Sure of it. I was okay. so sure of it. I got him everywhere in every league. And he wasn't. And even before he got injured, he wasn't the Mike Trout that I was imagining him to be. No, it was the Jose Miranda for $16 in an AL only. It was the Ty France for I think $18. It was the Carlos Rodon for $27. It was it was the Hunter Dozier. I was sure that Hunter Dozier was gonna be the man. And he was not, he was most assuredly not the man. And I, I so, you know, I had the same experience with TGFBI this year, which is uh, I've been working at it every single week with a partner that I have, Chris Dolan. And uh, we are terrible, it seems terrible. It's just, it just isn't working this year. And it just, you know, there's nothing like it. You feel like you've got a, a hole in your bucket and the water is just falling out and there's not much you can do about it uh, at a certain point. It's just, it, it can be incredibly frustrating. Oh, 100% agree. And I have, uh, you know, NFBC main event team and the Vegas team. I, I think it's the worst live draft tra- uh, team ever drafted, but at least by me, uh, it, it's horrible. I, I've been emphatically last all year. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the 700 club and, you know, I, we are as no lack of effort. We, you know, we were in double digits and fab remaining a month ago, two months ago. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, a lot of holes to fix, kept on trying to fix them. And yeah, that's and what it happens. doesn't work. It, it does happen because then you, you end up spending fab because you're trying to reclaim it. You're trying to make your team better. And so then you end up spending more and then you get to the end and there's not much there's just not much you can do. I mean, it's it's Todd Whitestone, who is in my TGFBI league and who writes uh, 
you know, yep. was just great guy and uh, such a you know good man in the in the industry. And he's just running away with our league um, that we're in and just doing a phenomenal job. And he's also doing great in the main event. I mean, he's just a really good player. But so the game is very humbling, you know, yep. and it and it certainly is uh, certainly is at times. Did you do anything differently this year with the rule changes? Like change your approach? Did you like weight a certain category, like steals more, or did you do anything differently that worked in one league or didn't work in another, or is it, or is it just certain players that just let you down? Yeah, I think I think I just was wrong on a lot of players, and depending on the league, you know, some leagues it worked out. Um, I'm just <laughs> thinking more about the ones that is yeah. always, uh, that, that, always, yeah, the, the ones that the ones that don't work, they they hurt a little bit more, so. Um, no, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I'm not exactly sure, but it's it's a good and humbling experience. It's look, we we play in so many leagues that it's it's hard too. You know, it's hard. It's hard when you're playing in in an exorbitant amount of leagues, and it's something that I'm going to have to. You know, I've got a wife and a, a family, and hmm. I'm going to be cutting down on leagues pretty considerably going into next year. But um, this year's but still fun i mean that's the upside is that even when you're not playing well you can still have the joy of the game and uh find something i was I, I, really i was listening to james and derek yesterday and i was like this is fun man fantasy baseball is still fun even when it is. it's not even when it's not always going your way it's still an enjoyable experience yeah well absolutely 100 percent, it is uh well, let's, I'm looking at the, the XFL standings in your roster and kind of trying to identify where where you're holding on, where you where you could gain, or where you're trying to prevent losing points. Looks to me like home runs is still pretty key. Uh, you're mm-hmm. tied with Jason there in second in homers. You can't get can't can't catch Eric and Tristan for first, but nope. you got you got to hold up you know hold off Jason and Brian Walton in homers there. So that's like a, well, I know Jason and I are Jason Steve and I are at two ninety six. And yep. Walton's at where's Walton at? Like, Ninety two. Oh yeah, yeah. We really do have to hold them off. I mean, it's that 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 the home runs and RBI are really key for towards the end of the season because Jay, Jason, and us, Steve, and I are kind of going back and forth yep. with home run and RBI runs. We seem to have gotten a, a little bit of a lead. Uh, strikeouts have been a real challenge um, over the course of the season. Um, and I think we've just sort of decided that we're going to cede the point to Jay unless and, and sort of try to catch up in saves. I mean, the cool thing is it's a monthly. Uh, we do monthly pickups, so there's not much that can change. There's no more trades. Right. So it's like, you know, we can put our cards on the table a little bit. Um, so we're, we're trying to see if we can squeeze out another point there. But, you know, it's uh, I, r- I really would like to give Steve this uh, this this championship this year. He just got a detached retina, unfortunately. He's going Ooh. in for... Yeah, he's going in for surgery this morning. So yeah, everyone who's listening who knows Steve, just send a little uh a little bit more love his way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, so that's hence why I'm looking at your roster and you've got like these good starters on your bench this week because you're trying to get that extra save point there. You know, that mm-hmm. but it's interesting. One of the guys you have benched is a guy that really I'm struggling with, and that's Christian Javier. You've got him at nine bucks, you'll be fourteen next year. He's kind of a decision, you know. Probably he's probably a keep, but man, what a really confounding second half for him. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that he's a keep. Yeah, he was certainly a keep coming into the season, and we were really happy to get him in a trade with Brian Feldman. Um, before the season, we got Andres Jimenez and Christian Javier for uh, oh, for gosh sakes, for Tamar Johnson and I can't Novelli Marte, and th- those are 
and at the time it felt like we made an amazing trade that would really help us for the season. But the thing is that now Marte, he's going to be able to have for 10 years. Jamar Johnson, he'll be able to have for 10 years. And now Jimenez and Javier, we were looking at as definite keeps for next year. I would say that Jimenez, I'm a little bit more keen on keeping personally. Steve has as much say as I do in all of it, of course, but um, I still believe in Jimenez. And I think Javier may be just tired. I mean, if we think about how he was before this season, he was not a every fifth day starter. I mean, they really managed his innings and it seemed like he hit a wall. Is that, would you, would you agree with that? Do you feel yeah. like that's what happened for him? I think so. But I think, yeah, you know, and when he hit that wall, his command went off, you know, when I had Nick Pollock on a couple months ago, that's when, you know, things were starting to go maybe a little turn a little South for Javier. And, you know, it was like command of his breaking stuff was not great. Um, and, you mm-hmm. It's still, it's hit and miss with him, uh, but it's mostly miss. I mean, you look at that, that his, he's actually pretty steady. Three or four runs allowed almost every outing. It's, it's yeah, just, but, just and, there in like five innings, every outing. Four innings, three and two thirds. Yeah. I mean, it got to a certain point where, I mean, this week our big decision was to start or sit Zach Wheeler. Mm. And we decided to sit Zach Wheeler Good call. because he was facing the Braves. And because if you look, the key to the league, I think, for us to, to win it is to hold ERA where it is. Mm-hmm. Because I think Jay is like a 3.54 ERA and we're a 3.65. And then it goes 3.75, 3.77, 3.79, 3.81. So the key, I think it's something like that. And I think the key then is don't blow up. And as we looked at it, it was, I was like, you know, Atlanta's pretty good. Making a hit. And Wheeler's been great. I'm yeah. n- I've never been a big Wheeler fan. Wheeler was Steve's guy coming in. You know, when we were doing the auction, he was like, get Zach Wheeler. Um, and so, you know, we did. And and there have been times where I've been like, can we sit Zach Wheeler? And Steve's like, no, we're going to start Zach Wheeler. And then Zach <laughs> Wheeler goes out and s- strikes out 11 guys in seven innings. And I'm like, you're a very smart man, Gardner. Um, but this week I was like, I, I think Trevor may, and I said, you make a call, but my instinct is we go may. And he said, you know what? My instinct is that Wheeler could blow up. Let's, let's do that. So we did. And we went with may this week. And it seems like that's our, our goal is just try to keep, if we can keep that ERA where it is, you know, and not fall into the pack back into the pack, we, we might be able to, we might be in good position to hold on and win. That'd be really great. The Braves are quickly becoming like Pete Coors Field Rockies right now. Can't yeah, unless you've got an, like an absolute stud, you just can't start them against them. No, no, I, I, I think it, even with a peak stud, you could you could maybe not start them. Yeah, I think that there's there's something to be said for that. And I know an injury here can change things here and there, but man, this looks like it's going to be that way for a while too. Yeah, because they built it right. I mean, yeah. that's they they did a tremendous job of building a team. They've got guys under. It's like kind of like the XFL. I've sort of found um, I like the format of the XFL so very much mm-hmm. more than more than a regular dynasty league, um, which is just harder. A dynasty league. I, I used to love playing dynasty leagues so much. And yeah, that's where you of, got your rep. Yeah, and now I've I've sort of uh, I'm leaving it behind. I'm, I'm sort of losing the taste for it. Because yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I, I like the I like the idea that every year everyone has a chance to kind of rebuild themselves, as opposed to just sort of staying in the same thing. And also, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, I, I've I've been focusing a little bit more on the redraft world, and it's kind yeah. of fun. It's like a, 
it's an enjoyable experience. Well, you know, the redraft world, everybody's at your fingertips. Everybody's available all the time, whether mm-hmm. it's the auction. I mean, yes, in a snake draft, you're beholden to spot a little bit, but in the first couple of rounds. But, you know, otherwise, I mean, you can build your team any way you want. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fresh start every year. I mean, uh, labor, thankfully. I mean, I, I hope, you know, Jay, I think Colette has, I think Colette, last time I looked the other day, Jay was up to 92 points and, um, so he's he's in decent decent shape. He's in decent shape. He's having a good year. Good yeah. year, Jason. Good, like good, good, good. Yeah, good guy. Good year. Exactly. So you know, building this team, you you took you, you and Steve kind of took over and did the long way. You 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 know, yeah. You, you were uh, you were a rebuilder, but you know, where you, you know, like is, even when we were doing that, you told me about this. Like you like to contend while rebuilding. You know, you kind of get better. You know, because you know. Obviously, those guys have value too in future trade talks as you can build build up some pieces. Uh, but you, I mean, I gave you Adley Rushman in a deal. Um, mm-hmm. and that that's a huge component of yours. You're going to have him for ten years or eight, yeah, years, as the case may be. Yeah, something something like that. That, but you know, the one of the other really cool things about the XFL is the higher up you finish in the standings, the higher your draft pick is. Yes. Now. Typically, we all trade our first round pick if we're going for the championship, and I think mm-hmm. all of us have. Um, yeah. So that takes some of it away, but it gives you uh, inspiration to keep trying to make your team better. You know, even in the rebuilding phase, like you don't need to just throw it all in and try to finish fifteenth because if you do, you're going to have the fourteenth pick in the draft because whoever wins the league gets it. It's kind of how weirdly how it works out. If you win the league, you get the fifteenth pick, and then the team that comes in second gets the first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Uh, I think that's one of the other really good structures of of this uh, Chandler's. Ron created the league, right? Ron did. Steve Moyer um, and I, I. I wasn't one of the original members. I was too young because uh, we there, there was a a bedrock principle that it was forty or older. So uh-huh. I, I was in my thirties when that happened. Um, and yeah, I still haven't won this damn league. I love it, uh, but. I've come close many times, but it's tough. It's it's tough. It really is, and great player. I'm telling you, Winnick is a great player, man. Winnick is a great player. Drucker was a great player. He just retired from the league. He Mm -hmm. he won it multiple times, including last year. Uh, Went out on top, so that was pretty amazing. Um, Yeah, it's it's a tough league, and that so it's it's in fact I think it was called the so called expert fantasy league at one point in time, and Steve Moyer loved that we calling it the XFL. Cause that was about the time the first iteration of the football version of the XFL came out there. So it's like, yeah, we got to call this the XFL. <laughs> no, I was, I was really grateful when Steve invited me to, to join him. I think it was in 2020 and we just started, I convinced him then I was like, look, let's rebuild it. Let's take yep. it and let's build it slow. And now we have, we've got a really strong base of young players on really good contracts that we're going to be able to build around for the next uh, at least three, four years, but then we're going to have to throw it all in again. I mean, that's the upside. It's like, you don't get to keep it for 20 years. Like we have Julio Rodriguez and we have Corbin Carroll on these $4 contracts and Spencer Strider on a $4 contract and And Aaron judge and Rutzman on a $4 contract. And we have uh, Aaron judge who's going to be on a $25 contract next year, but it's an OBP league. So it's like, we can keep him for considerable amount of time, you know, in fact, Freddie Freeman, we traded for in what was it like right before, like a week before the, the trade deadline, we got him a $37 Freddie Freeman and he'll be a $40 Freddie Freeman next year. 
we're, we're going to keep a $40 Freddie Freeman. Yeah, because of if he's in the auction, he's going to be because of inflation, he'll be in the mid fifties. Yeah, you paid forty six for Machado this year in the auction, and no, 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 traded, 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 traded for him. He went for forty six in the auction. He went for forty six to the to my dear friend, my godfather in this business, Tim McLeod, and we traded him Andrew Vaughn, which we got from you mm-hmm. in the Derek Harper, Derek Harper, what's it got? Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Derek Harper's a point guard from the New York Knicks from the from the nineties, um, in the Bryce Harper trade. So we traded a seven dollar Andrew Vaughn for a forty six dollar. Manny Machado. So we won't be able to keep Machado and Tim will be able to keep Vaughn if he wants to moving forward. Don't know if Let's he will, do. but he can. Yeah, well, he's he's kind of a vexing player. Um, I have him in a score sheet league, same sort of thing. I keep thinking, okay, he's this it's gonna click this year. He's gonna take that next step. It just never has happened. Yeah, you know, I still kind of believe it's the same idea as Torkelson coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Like Everyone was like, uh, it's, you know, we're, when the shine goes off a player, Derek was talking about this yesterday with James, this idea of the post-type sleeper. And yeah. Vaughn falls into that category for me. And as long as he's going to have the support going into next season, and we'll, that's one of the good things. I really like the offseason in fantasy baseball almost as much as I like the regular season yeah. because you, you get to find out a lot about what people are thinking and yeah. what teams are thinking based on who they sign or who they – you know, roster resource becomes the <laughs> the Bible for the rest of the year. Um, Vaughn, who knows if he gets everyday playing time next year? I think he could be. I think he could be a value next year. You know, could I, be. I mean, do you think? Do you think Torkelson? Do you think Torkelson goes as a top like twelve first baseman next year? Um, let's take a look at well, twelve I'm trying to fifteen. Of- I'm trying to think. So obviously he's behind he's behind Freeman, Olson, Alonzo, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Walker, Goldie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he does. Uh, I, I, Vlad, but Vla- Vlad, Vlad and Vlad up. have earned the same amount of dollars according to RotoWire's earned auction value dollar tool. Yeah, um, well, yeah, but Vlad's going to go much higher than, than he 20. will. But should he? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I I think he should because Torkelson is just dipping in. From my perspective, Torkelson's just dipping into it now. Yeah, you know, he's just dipping into it, and and Vlad has done it. And I, yeah, I agree. Really, actually. I I think you know, I, I, in a in a fifteen team auction, Vlad's going to go for twenty in fifteen team, like non you know full auction. Vlad's going to go for twenty three dollars 22 easily 22 23 i think and i think that torkelson will end up going somewhere between 12 and 16 so mm-hmm. he will i mean do you think the discount for torkelson it's hard because when you suffer a player over the course of a season it becomes challenging yeah well and the thing about torkelson is i mean the obp is not guaranteed there i mean that that's where you probably or, or batting average depending on your type of format there but mm-hmm. I mean, I do love how the lights clicked on the second half. I, I do yeah. love players with that sort of profile. Um, yeah, and Andrew Vaughn, Vaughn and Torkelson are very similar in mm-hmm. terms of draft. Like they were both drafted top two. Was yep. Vaughn second pick, and Torkelson was the first pick. So uh, you know, I, he could turn it around too. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I just, I, I think both have an organizational issue 
you know, like the White Sox are just a big fat mess. And they are bad, man. They, they are, are bad. Not just a, they're not just bad, but they're terrible to watch. I mean, a good broadcasting crew, but just they do every all the little things wrong. They just you just you see this all this untapped potential. You see players regress like Tim Anderson, like he has this mm. year. Yeah. And then they decided, like, okay, we're gonna clean house and then bring in another guy from the inside and Chris Getz. Like it's still like and, and hey, they hired Tony LaRusa as a consultant. Like <laughs> I have no answers for this. I don't know. I just I I, I just I don't feel like that they're gonna I don't think they're gonna sweep the Augie and stables here. Um I think yeah. it's they're just gonna do well, a little uh, touch up and think that they're fixed. And I don't I think they're yeah. a lot farther away than they think they are i think they're pretty far away and but the question i have for you is what has it been like for you this year to watch your reds has it been as joyful as i hope it has been for oh, you too because i know how much frustrated last year. because they they were sitting in first place you don't get to choose when you contend um and they did nothing at the trade deadline that that drove me nuts because yeah. i understand competitive windows and what they are and all that but you're in first place. And yeah, maybe you looked at, did the somber analysis and said the Brewers are better than us. Okay, fine. I get it. But you had this clear definable need and they Sam Mole. That's it. That's the list. That's, that's yeah. all they brought in. And then of course, yeah, Bader and Renfro when they, when the angels threw them out on the waiver wire, but that, they, you, that was not a plan. That was just kind of swooping in when they had an opportunity. And he had to wait a month for that too, by the way. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I but yes, I'm super excited. I just don't have faith that they're going to get the fix the pitching right. That's that. Well, that's I mean that was the reason why when you were talking just there, I was thinking to myself, but was it really wrong not to sell chips? And and the thought process for me is that I look at what the Orioles did last year, and it was mm-hmm. like they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Well, they should have. They should have put their chips in. And now through their own development, they're one of the best teams in baseball. And and they're built and they they're just set like they are yeah. they've got like a load like so if you traded Cam Collier uh and you trade him kind of you know a little low for for where he was at. at the time I think he was a little bit lower than what he's really worth and you get yourself a pitcher but I don't know I mean what's happening with Andrew Abbott right now is totally is somewhat predictable it just yeah. feels like all the pitching is so young that I don't I, but again I I just was I remember you last year just being so you know, sad about despondent? The, the state. Yes. yes, despondent's a good word. I think that's probably right. I yes. think you were pretty despondent about it. And now you, you know, you've got Ellie Dela Cruz. You got, you've got Matt McLean. Matt McLean surprised me. I, I, you know, James talked about McLean for years. Yep. For years, he loved Matt McLean. He loved the hit tool. He was like, he's really going to be great. I did not expect this combination of, you know, power and speed that he was that he's been bringing. Um, what's that been like? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it's awesome knowing that they've built this pipeline Um, and, you know, more is on the way, like you said. And we've seen Marte, you know, really kind of blossom. And and especially in the last couple of weeks, he's he's gotten accustomed to the big to big league pitching, too. Doesn't feel overmatched at all. It's been fun to see that Uh, that there's always. Oh, here's another. And then here's another, you know, and all that. That has been fun. That has been a lot of fun. And then little moves like Will Benson. Getting him for nothing. Will Benson, man, come on. Will Benson's pretty fun, man. He's yeah. also a really fun fantasy player too, because he'll yeah. run for you. Exactly. He, there was a 
there was a nice little run there in June where I had him on a couple of a couple of teams, and it was like, this is good. Look at this. This yes. is what you know we saw all those years ago. I think if Jonathan India was healthy at the trade deadline, it might have changed things. I think, I think you're right. Been, I think had India been healthy, they could have moved India for a piece, a control because you can't just buy. Like if you look at the Giolito, you need someone that's going to be there. You need, right? you need somebody who you're going to get some control, where you get a couple of years of. I think is my, is my opinion about it. Well, that's you why know? the Rays trading for Savali was so good. Um, yeah, and they gave up a lot in Manzardo, but at the same time, oh, yeah, they did. Uh, you know, but they, 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 and they, but he was also at a depressed rate at his lowest point of value, probably when they traded mm-hmm. him. And so they had a clear definable need and the team that was already there in the standings too, and record wise and all that. Um, and then, you know, they did their raise thing, you know, actually Savali was just as good at the guardians. I mean, the guardians are good at this too, uh, when it comes to developing pitching, but they've did their thing with Robert Stevenson for crying out loud that, you know, you know, uh, Jake Diekman has been way better with them than he was with the White Sox. Who, who knew that the White Sox would be terrible with pitching? Who knew? Um, but you know, it's, it, it's interesting to see that. Hey. Uh, I want to ask you about your Yankees, but before I do that, got to take care of a little bit of business uh, with our friends from Home Run Index. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being most most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10 for the whole game, average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. Also, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Here are their ads. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. I'm back. Jeff Erickson here with Ian Kahn. Thank you for your patience. Ian, uh, you got about five minutes left. Let's talk about the process of fixing your Yankees. Uh, it's already mm-hmm. started. I think they're playing a lot of the kids had a really tough break with Jason Dominguez, really devastating mm-hmm. there, but they've got a wave of their own prospects. I mean, that's, it's kind of like the underrated thing is Cashman has done a good job of building the farm system while competing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I like Aaron Boone. He's a very nice man. I'm not sure that he's going to be around. What do you think? Do you think Aaron Boone stays as the, I mean, I really like Aaron Boone. I actually think he one day, even if he, if he stays, I'll be okay. I'll probably be more okay than most Yankee fans. I think mm-hmm. most Yankee fans are ready to turn the page, but what does it look like from the outside? So here's my thing. Yeah. I think he does a good job managing the bullpen. I think mm-hmm. they're, they're consistently have strong bullpens. In fact, that's the one thing like the pitching held this team together and competitive for a lot longer than it deserved to be even before they finally had their mm-hmm. collapse. But I don't blame him for Rizzo. Um, no, that's tough. But his Rizzo's decline, you know, decline after the concussion, that was huge for that team. You know, especially yeah. because other bats weren't going. I I don't blame him for the DJ LeMayhew contract. I think that falls on Cashman. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is he good at de- managing young hitters? I'm not quite sure. Well, see, that's the thing that we were going to get a taste of, right? And that's mm-hmm. the sad part about Dominguez. One of the many sad parts about Dominguez going away. It was really exciting to see Dominguez come up and yeah, um, and also not only just come up but kind of act like a star from the jump. And then for it was like, wait, you're hurt? Wait, well, what's going on with you? And I, oh, you, yeah, you're t- oh, no, it's not good at all. So it's just very sad. Um, you know, I Volpe is is good. Uh, Peraza is interesting. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I will say that losing Aaron Judge, uh, I was uh, watching the game where Aaron Judge got hurt, and I was watching with my wife, and the ball got hit. And as soon as the ball got hit, I said, don't get hurt, literally. I said, oh, I was, wow. don't get hurt. Because of the and I didn't know that there was the sidewalk on the bottom. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either until there. that injury happened. Until that no moment, that existed. but the angle of the hit was such that I was like, he's going to have to catch it. He because he's Aaron Judge and he's such a great player and such a plays the game so with so much passion. The only way he's going to catch this ball is if he goes into the fence and he, like the second he hit the ball, I went, "Don't get hurt," mm-hmm. and then boom, and he started hobbling back and. um and that was it. That was it for the season. Because yeah. once you took that bat out of the lineup, everything else fell apart. When Rizzo got hurt, it was like a weird moment. I was I was watching that game too. And it was like, oh, that doesn't look good. And then he tried to come back. So I don't know. Like it, the team doesn't look very good. Garrett Cole is obviously the best pitcher in the American League and probably is going to win this, the Cy Young Award. But I, I don't really have any feel for it. I don't have any feel. I I will say that there was a real level of excitement for the Yankees uh, and for Yankee fans when the kids when they brought up Wells, Austin Wells, and they brought up Jason Dominguez, and then they, they started winning too. And like you could feel the energy kind of shift. Yeah, swept the Astros like, in a series in Houston. Yes, that was really fun. That was like a it was like anything could happen. Like who knows? And yeah. then as soon as Dominguez went down, it was like mm, yeah. it's not going to happen. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that division is really hard. I think the Orioles are going to be really good for a really long time. I think the Rays are always good. I don't think we're the best. I I, I don't think that we're, you know, I don't think that we're the best. No. (laughs) I think it's going to be a bit of a, it's going to take some time. And the Yankees just don't rebuild. I mean, it's just, I mean, they haven't in a long time. Um, It's, it's, it's a weird spot for them to be in. Uh, And same with the Red Sox too. I mean, it's weird to see them battling out for fourth place. Yeah, no, but it's it's appropriate. My wife was making a lot of jokes. There was a, a like a picture that came up uh, off day five, Yankees won, and she huh. just showed me on the phone. She was like, uh, "Yankees lose again, honey. Yankees lose again." I was like, uh, "Yes, we're doing it. we're doing that. We're doing that an awful lot." 
Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, what do you think about uh, Carlos Rodon next year? What are you going to do with him in fantasy? Well, I spent $27 on him last year, this past year, uh, in <laughs> AL Labor, which was not my, you know, his as I've already sh shared, proven uh, really challenging. I yep. think he's an opportunity to buy, you know. Uh, I agree. I think that what, – what do you think, Jeff, that he goes for next year in – as a starter in a let's 15 a labor again let's let's use that as our benchmark there I'll okay say 22 mm, I, I will not go that high i think i would go that I, the game yeah. he had this week just shows what he's capable of doing though and people are going <laughs> to see that and they're going to remember that um i think it, he's got to be fully healthy right i mean that that's going to be something where you you know we're going to have to stipulate to that he's going to have to get through spring and without any hiccups if he has one hiccup at all through the floor, I mean, obviously yeah. I'm going to run for the Hills, but um, it, it's always year two of the big contract is when you want to get the guy anyhow. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a Glenn Colton and Rick Wolf smart yep. system going to a new city. I don't know. I don't think that I would go past in an AL only. I think, I think once it hits 15, I don't see myself going to 16 um, for me. Get just 20. but Yeah. Yeah, then and and I think in a 15 team, I mean, who do you take next year in a 15 team? Do you take this is actually, I think I know where you're going to go, but would you take Chris Bassett or would you take Carlos Rodon in a 15 team league next year? Probably Bassett, um, just because yeah. I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I, to me, it's like right there on that on that line for me. And actually, yeah. so if I'm saying that, then Bassett's probably going to go for 18. Shector is like to get Chris Bassett and he's usually right about yeah, first most start of the year. Notwithstanding Bassett really kind of has been fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's been really good. He had a tough, tough start this past week as well. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he's been, he's been really solid, but he's a two start week this week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yep. Um, you know, yeah. he still has another back end. Jay's just had a disaster series against the uh, Rangers, but uh, we, I, I think that down with Fred a lot already, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Who do you think comes out in the AL change? My, well, I think you're talking about the last, like the wild card mm -hmm. race. Um, yeah. Who, who's the odd team out? Got it. My opinion changes every day. I wanted to say the Rangers, and then they went in and have taken three in a row from the Jays in Toronto. So uh, they just lost Scherzer. I, I'll still say the Rangers. Uh, you think I, the Rangers are the last team out? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But my opinion, I, I, I it's my opinion's like the wind on this one here. I mean, it's, it's yeah. really, <laughs> it changes it's like, every day. It's like a, I was listening to you and Scott Jen said the other day, I've, I've listened to a lot of RotoWire when I, when I get a chance, I'm like, yeah, I listen to my friends over here at RotoWire. I used to work here, you know, yep. um, and enjoyed it very much. Enjoyed it very much. My time here. Um, the, uh, I was listening to you guys talk about um, the, how their leagues change within like a day and you can go up by four points and then yep. you go to second place and you go to third place and, and, you know, and you do all this stuff. Um, and, that's what it's like now in real baseball. So it's really it is. fun. It's, a it's really fun. Game. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a fun time to be a baseball fan. And, you know, I know everyone's excited about fantasy football and they should be because fantasy football is super cool and football is super cool, but fantasy baseball can also be fun. Even in September, these races are the best. And I know you're in a number of them. Um, I also know you're a very busy man, so we're going to let you go here. I want to thank you so much for coming on board today. Uh, good luck in your races going forward. And I'm sure we'll have like three trades together in the off season. <laughs> that sounds great. And I apologize for my AirPods if the sound quality was not sort of up to no, snuff there. 
but thanks thanks for having me on jeff it's uh you know i'm sort of staying under the radar let's see what i did um and uh, it's been good to sort of stay under the radar for a little while but fun to come back and and have a chat with you so thanks for having me on anytime that's ian con everybody follow him on twitter at ian con four go uh go back and watch turn go watch uh billions he, <laughs> he sneaks in there as well uh yeah. go check him out every, wherever you can uh thanks everybody for listening to the rotowire fantasy baseball podcast two start starters coming up tomorrow with uh clay and todd thanks for listening take care <laughs>